Hey, I'm Thomas Barbuska. Uh, I was on the Zach Sang Show. We talked about big time adolescence and a bunch of other cool stuff. Check it out. Let's do this. seen you in forever i know where did i run into you last i saw you out somewhere you didn't run into me anywhere no we michael gruen called me in here and you were here oh my god it was on facetime yeah on facetime Uh, and i tried to facetime you three times i didn't get one answer Mm. that hurts i sent you a fairly nice text he tends to do that i sent you a text because i was looking back at all my old interviews because i kind of stopped doing interviews after the mic ended and uh, I watched our interview, and I was like, wow, this was a great interview. And this is one of the only interviews that I watched where I wasn't, like, uncomfortable. And, you know, there were good questions, and they weren't, like, the same, you know, questions over and over again. So I texted you. I said something really nice. <laughs> oh, my God. No reply. Oh, Damn, Jack. Nothing. Uh Hello, beautiful human. <laughs> Ricky here is here. Dan's here, and Thomas Barbusco. Hey, 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 hello, dude. I really appreciate uh, that very much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for one watching yourself on our show because we need those views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, I hope you subscribe because we need those. Hundred percent. And three, I am the worst person at text messaging, and it's terrible. Clearly, and, yeah, but it's not. It's not healthy, and then it's it's very anxiety uh, driven. I'm very afraid to text the wrong thing because then I can't take it back or I can't clarify it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I, I, I sometimes just shut down or I throw my phone to the side or I get sucked into different portals trying to avoid. It's bad. You don't want to oh, text yeah. him anyways. He texts 17 text messages in one second yeah. instead I, of just one. I'm never the, texting you. I'm the worst <laughs> ever again. <laughs> never. No, now I'm going to be texting you just really thirsty looking I, for something. I, I won't answer at all after our little last run-in with the leaving me on red. By the yeah. way, a lot of people do that. That's okay. Okay. Right. It, it's fair. I deserve it. So let me call. I'll, I'll chase. Okay. You chase. I, I enjoy a chase in you many chase, aspects of life. I run. <laughs> but eventually I'll catch up. Uh, impossible. I'm way too fast, too quick on my feet. Is that true? You, you, I am. I'm so fast in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> only in New Jersey. When I was only in New Jersey. Anywhere else, I'm not quick. Uh, when I was in New Jersey, uh, and I was still going to school, I used to run track. Oh, phenomenally fast. Yeah. What's your mile at? Don't worry about it. You don't want to know. <laughs> you, you don't want to know what I run. Could you race, Dan? I'll race you outside. Could, all right. Well, let's set up a race for later. I'm also wearing these. That doesn't matter. That's not, you're making excuses Maybe already. Give him a little head start. I needed running shoes. <laughs> He's wearing chucks. I'm wearing chucks. Um, we have a lot to get into here. Yeah. Big time adolescence. Yes, sir. I haven't seen the movie, but I've watched every trailer out there, read every <laughs> synopsis. Thanks. And it looks f-ing amazing. It's so cool. So, <clears throat> first question mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a child or an adult? Legally, I'm a child. But but, but uh, other than that, I feel like I'm an adult. I've been around adults my whole life. I I've growing up, I've never had like steady friends that were my age. All my friends are older than me. Um, what do you learn from older people around you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you just pick up on things. It's just like it's there, and you're soaking it all in. You know. So I was never like, I was never like attached to my phone. I'm never attached to my phone because all the older people around me have never had the phones growing up. So, you know, they haven't been attached to it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just, I, I feel more like an adult than a kid to sum it up. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like, some of your major characters, you've mm-hmm. played kids, but they've always been hella mature, like right. adults. Yeah. I mean, Chip is 
Yeah. Not a kid. Not a kid. Uh, definitely an adult. It's he's like a he's like a how do I say this? I mean, he's like an adult that never grew up. Like when I watch him, you know. <laughs> do you watch him? Uh, do you watch the show at all? I never watched the show when it was on. I watched a couple episodes of our first season, but we were just working such long hours that when the episode would come on, I'd like not want to watch it. I'd be like, oh. We spent 14 hours doing this episode. I don't want to watch the stress, <laughs> you know? Brings uh, back bad memories. It, bring, it brought back stressful memories. But then I watched it. I watched some of our episodes again, like, last year. I said, wow, this was a great show. <laughs> Why did it end? <laughs> By the way, had that same conversation with producer Blair in the other room. Very disappointed. Still mourning uh, the loss of the too. Mick. I know. It's when, sad. When you watch back Big Time Adolescence, what do you think? I love it. I've seen it six times. Wow. Um... That's a really funny story. Not really funny, but it's an interesting story. Share. Uh, it, right as the Mick was ending, it was like, you know, we were on our hiatus, and my old manager at the time was like, hey, there's this dream project out right now for you, and uh, I really want you to go in on it. I was like, great. I had the audition for two weeks, and I was prepping it and prepping it and prepping it, and right before I walked into the room, I got a call from our showrunners, Dave and John Chernin. And uh, they're like, hey, Tommy. I was like, like, this is where it ends. Uh, And they're like, yeah, man, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's just, it's not coming back. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a really quick phone call. And uh, my heart started beating really fast. I got really anxious. And I was in a a world of confusion. (laughs) And then I go into my dream audition. And there's two people in the waiting room. It's me. And my best friend Griffin, <laughs> both going for the same role. And he had just heard about the fact that uh, the show got canceled. So he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's totally fine. Let's not worry about it. He goes, all right. He's like, I have to go in, but I'll, uh, I'll see you in a minute. I'm like, great. So I'm still sitting there, like, completely confused and anxious. And then he finishes. Um, and they're like, hey, Thomas, come in. And I'm like, okay, great. They come in. They're like, hey, sorry to hear about the show. They had just found out, too, the second I did. Oh, my God. And I was like, no, it's totally cool. Let's just do this. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Did it. Everything that I had prepped had completely yep. lost my mind. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm doing the script as if I was Chip from the Mick. <laughs> and just, like, completely out of character and had the worst audition ever. And Jason Orley, our director, who's, like, the greatest guy, was, like, trying to, like, put it nicely that... I was doing it so wrong and not the right way. Uh, time went by. They attached some other kid to the main role. Um, but Jason called me. He was like, hey, I want to give you another role in the movie. I love you in Wet Hot. And uh, I want to, you know, I want to use you for something. And I was like, great, let's do it. Uh, did it. The kid who was attached dropped out. And uh, I kept auditioning and auditioning for the main role again, even though it was already the other role in the movie because I wanted it so bad. Uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I just wasn't the role um, And then we were talking And he was like yeah but I'm auditioning like Two people right now that I think are right for it Some kid and Griffin Gluck And I was like Oh sh- choose Griffin Gluck please Cause we had worked together a million times yeah. He was on the mic he was on uh, middle school with me He uh, we do everything together And uh, I was like yeah please choose Griffin Gluck We have amazing chemistry and he's my best friend And he was like alright great that's who I was gonna choose anyways and I was like tight Ended up shooting this movie in Syracuse for a couple months. And it was the most fun I've ever had on a set. Because I was with my best friend. And, like, the director was a cool guy. And, you know, he's very approachable. And, you know, he's like family. Uh, so it was the least stressful set I've ever been on as an actor. And uh, it was really cool. 
Is that know? an energy that starts as a director, or is that an energy that starts with Pete? I think it's both, because Pete's really involved in the movie. Um, I, I think he's a producer on it, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he wrote a lot of it uh, with Jason. I think they, you know, yeah. wrote a lot of stuff together. Uh, but it was both. I mean, Pete's the coolest dude, and Jason's the nicest guy of all time, and just really wanted to tell a really cool story. I was able to do it. Let's go back to that audition. Yeah. If you didn't get that news about the Mick, do you think your audition would have been different and maybe you would have gotten the lead role? No. Um, because when I watch the movie back, um, I'm just not that character. You know, as actors, we're supposed to play people that we're not, but we typically always play other versions of ourselves. <laughs> Does um, that suck? No. No, it's great. I mean, I love it. Like, Griffin, Griffin in that movie does a really amazing job as Mo, the main kid. Um, but it's also just another version of himself. And that requires a lot of acting. Um, but for me, it's just like the douchiest version of me I can find. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I got to be able to do it and be the worst. And uh, it's fun. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like annoying. But it's, you know, I have the most fun playing those kind of roles. John Epstein. It was John Epstein. On IMDb, it says John Epstein. Yeah. We changed it to Will Stacy. Okay, Will Stacy. And then what's the name of your, your fake slash real sister? Uh, Lisa. Because she's in there Stacey. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came about. Um, we were all kind of like slightly involved in it, even the cast. Um, and uh, Jason was like looking for other roles to fill. And I said, hey, I think it'd be really funny if we could put my sister in there. And like we can have like a little thing. And he was like, great, let's do it. I said, cool. And he goes, I'll write something up now. And I was like, awesome. And she, he, uh, he wrote her a role in it. It was really funny. We have like a lot of cool back and forth. And you look exactly alike. If I was a supermodel. Yes. Yeah, we True. look exactly alike. <laughs> Correct. She has all of your best qualities. All of my and best so qualities. And so much more. I have the, like, I got all the bad genetics. <laughs> and they, all the good ones no, went you, to her. You got a special blend. I'll be better looking when I'm older. You know, right now I'm gr I'm still growing into myself. <laughs> I tell myself the same exact thing, but right now I'm growing out of myself. <laughs> Just hoping I'll get better with time. You look amazing. Yo, sorry to interrupt. I got to talk to you about Macari. If you're like me and you got lots of stuff, stuff you no longer use, or maybe stuff that you just never used, sell it. Get it out of your life. 2020, the year of cleanse. Macari really is the best and easiest selling app out there. There's thousands and thousands of five star reviews. Find out for yourself. Download the app, Macari, the selling app. I sold an Xbox on it, and it was more than just easy. Like, it was stupid. S snapped a few pictures, put up a description. Once I had a seller, somebody was interested, I got an email. In my email came a shipping label. All I had to do was print out that shipping label, tape it onto my box, and then, boom, I brought it to the mail. And then it went to them. And then money ended up in my account. It was stupid easy, stupid simple. I'm not going to lie, I've tried to sell things on other apps, and it was just too hard. It was complicated. I'm pretty sure I sold something and sent it to someone and never even got the money. Macari just streamlined everything, took the stress out of it. If you're looking to sell something, Macari is definitely worth your time. At least take a look at the reviews. I promise. I'm not, like, steering you in a stupid direction. Macari is legit. Macari, the selling app. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What's What was your inspiration for this show? Like, who were, like, your... Like radio guys that mm. you looked up to. Uh, I was really obsessed with the radio station. You're from the East Coast, WPLJ nine five five. 
uh, that radio station, Scott and Todd, they did a radio show and they changed my life. Howard Stern, I'm obsessed with. Me too. Thousands of hours dedicated to him. Wow. He's incredible. He's like a, like. I just got into Howard Stern over the last uh, year. Welcome and congratulations because your soul's going to feel great. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That whole show was so good. It's beautifully orchestrated, but so also at well. the same time so seamless, and it's the greatest right. reality show to ever exist. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to describe oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love him. But, yeah, that uh, that was me on the East Coast listening to radio, talking to myself. I used to party DJ, too. No way. Yeah, dude. I used to do those eighth grade dances and wow. graduation parties. Did All- you crush? Dude, yeah. I killed it. Catholic school crowds. Amazing. <laughs> My bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to this movie because sure. I feel like there's a lot to be learned from viewing this movie six times, but I'm still hung up on this audition. How do you prepare for an audition that your agent is telling you is the role of a lifetime? Uh, see, at this time, I, I was maybe 14 or 15 when I was auditioning for it. Um, so at that time, I had no worries. Like, the second I turned 16, all of a sudden I had a bunch of, like, anxiety and, like, worries about everything. Uh, But at this time, I had, like, no worry. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just kept doing it over and over again to see how funny I can make it. But the main character's not supposed to be funny. You know, like, I was so used to being on the make where I have to make sure everything's really, really funny all the time. And you feel those punches, too. Right. To, like, where I'm, like, going into this audition... Talking super quick, like how I'm talking now, because I'm so used to being on this sitcom where I have to talk super fast, and I have to be quick, and I have to be really funny all the time, and hit certain lines certain ways. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I just went in there, and it wasn't the right thing to do. Auditioning for it, if I was to audition for it now, I feel like I'd do a better job, but it would still go to Griffin, because he was just literally that role. He's would, so good at it. Would you do a better job, because you have spend time out of that Mick energy, that sitcom yeah. energy? yeah. One hundred percent. Like I, w- I watched the movie now because it was right after. It was a couple months after the show ended. I watched the movie now, and I'm like, if I would have done this a couple months later, it would it would be so different. Um, it, for better or for worse, what you know, I don't really know. But I would have slowed down. You know, I would have taken my time and really thought about it rather than like I watch the movie now and I'm just seeing myself and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it way too quick. I'm doing it this way. I'm doing it that way. You know, I'm not loving what I'm doing. But people people seem to like me in it, which is cool. Uh, but, you know, we're I'm my own biggest critic. By the way, the way it will probably always be. Yeah. And do you do you really want to get to a point where you're happy with every bit of your work, top to bottom? No. Where you, where you watch all you go, I have no notes for myself. Yeah, no, no, no. I always want notes. I'm always I'm always working. I'm trying to make myself better. Yeah. It's cool. It's kind of part of the fun. Yeah, right? It keeps it interesting. Do you see how I'm, like, turning my body this way to grab the coffee? Yeah, it's really nice. That was super that was cool. good. Uh, by the way, I'm studying you, so when we redo this, we can make this all more ergomatic, er- ergonomic or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love this show. Thank you. If I could just be a regular on this, I would. Well, but if, if you want. Can I sit in on your next interview? Yeah, Daniel Zolot makes the rules. Absolutely. Can I sit in one day? Absolutely. You can I'd do whatever you to. want. Nice. Daniel's the big kahuna around here. And then yeah? Ricky's a uh, second dog. Pretty cool. Ali's third in charge. <laughs> he is lying right now. He's lying straight to your face. What are you thinking over there? Is acting competitive, especially around your age? There's so many kids in the city that want the same roles. Some people are. I'm not competitive when it comes to acting at all. 
I, I've never been competitive in anything. Except for track. <laughs> Except for track. And wanting to race I Dan. crushed. I was a killer. <laughs> Insane at track. I don't know why I can't really picture you running. I have a for, photo. <laughs> Real proof? Real proof. Wow. I'll show it to you after the show. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, it's not competitive for me. It's 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 just it's just like what I'm... I, I've been doing it since I'm three, so it's yeah. just kind of like second nature. It's just life for me. Um, but I've never like felt competitive. Yeah, I just way. feel like you would go into these auditions. It's the same people every single time. You're like, yeah. that had got it the last time, and right. he's going to get it this time. And uh, I, I used to walk into audition rooms because there, there was a time where I, when I was younger, when I was like eight years old, uh, I, I booked a lot of commercials. Um, and I was just on like every commercial on TV. And I would walk into a room and one of them, like any of the moms that were in there with their kids would be like, oh, Barbuska's here. <laughs> uh, so, but like everybody else has always been really competitive, but I've just been like, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Maybe you that's because you've been booking things and you're successful. Possibly. Yeah. Well, with time, you, you start to realize that everything is, at the end of the day, meant to be. Right. You know, if a part wasn't right for you, yeah. and the director and the, the, the casting director and all these people were deeply tied to something, like, didn't think you were the one, Yeah. there's something bigger and out there. And they're usually right. Like, I, I was pissed that I didn't get Mo in Big Time Adolescence for the longest time. I remember Jason calling me and being like, hey, sorry, it's just like, we need you for the other role. It's not going to work out for the main role. And I was crushed. I was really upset and I was mad and like I was this like I was in Atlanta filming something and I was like walking around aimlessly in Atlanta being like this is the end of my life like I didn't get the role I wanted. Do you ask why on the phone with him? Yeah I did and he was just like what he said to me at the time was uh, I need you as this role because nobody else can play this role the that role and that made me feel so great I was like oh it's amazing. You're sweet talked me into getting the, into doing this. This is amazing. What do you learn about life from this movie? Because I feel like there's a lot of gems of wisdom shared consistently, and I've only seen the trailers. Yeah. I mean, it's about, uh, you know, a teenager whose best friend is, you know, this destructive, uh, aimless, like, college dropout. It was just a terrible influence. Um, so, I mean, to me, it's like I, I've always... When it came to friends, I've always kept a really small circle um, just to people people that I really trust and I really love. And I think in this movie, it's like I'm trying to find words to to describe it with. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Like every time I watch it, I have a different opinion about it. What was your last opinion? I remember watching it and just saying this movie is beautifully structured and not structured like any other movie I've ever seen. Um because it's super real. It's the first, in my eyes, the first coming-of-age movie that's super real and not, like, you know, uh, like a amazing happy ending and, like, some crazy love story. It was just really real. And I appreciate it much more rather than, you know, some, like, weird coming-of-age movie where he gets the girl of his dreams, you know, and he's, like, a millionaire. <laughs> it's just, like, a real movie. This is cool. How has your thoughts changed from the first time you've watched it to the last? Uh, the first time I watched it was at a private screening at UTA. And it was me, Griffin, my sister, and a bunch of the cast. I watched it, and I was just really excited to see it because we were all really excited to see it. And uh, it's like all of our favorite projects that we've ever worked on. And uh, I didn't really have a strong opinion on it yet. 
And then the second time I watched it was at Sundance. Watched it at Sundance and I said, okay, this movie's really great and I don't really know what to take away from it yet. And still when I watch it, I don't know what to take away from it yet because there's so many thoughts I have when I watch it. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, you, you have to watch it. You got to see it. I'm really excited. You just sold me. Thank you so much. <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> Thank by the, you. By the way, the trailers do a good job, too. We're going to put a link in the description. Uh, I believe it's coming out March 20th. Yes. Hulu. March 20th on Hulu, March 13th in uh, select theaters. How would you describe your character? Oh, Jesus. He's, he, I don't know. He wears Osiris sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's known by all, respected by none. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listens to DJ Khaled and says, Exclusively? Yeah, and says it's lit all the time. He's the worst, the worst kind of person. Sounds pretty terrible. Awful. <laughs> so what exactly is your dream role? Because you said that Mo is like a dream role for you. Um, but then you realize that you wouldn't really be able to play that character. Yeah, a dream role is to me, I mean, there's so many different kind of dream roles. Um, like every time I watch a new movie, I have a different, you know, mm. dream role. Like I watch Wolf of Wall Street, which is, my favorite movie ever. You want to be like, Jordan Belfort? And I'm like, I want to be Jordan Belfort really bad in a movie. And then I watch, like, Train Spotting. And I'm like, no, I want to be him. And then I watch, uh, you know, like, Mad Men. I'm like, I want to be Don Draper. You know, like, I don't know. Every day is, like, a new dream role. I think for me, it's just doing something really different that I haven't done before that I know I'd be able to do well. Um, that's kind of my dream role. But there is a balance to that. And still needing to pay the bills. Right. Because right. you're not green, yeah. and you play one type of character really well, Yeah, and that character is in every middle school or high school across, in every TV show. Yeah, right. Uh, that's something that kind of, you know, was happening after the make ended, and, and I was done with Big Time Adolescence, is that, you know, I was, like, waiting around for the perfect role for so long, and then eventually my mom was like, we can't wait around this long for something you know and i'm like yeah you're right and uh i started doing things that were great you know but they weren't like what i really wanted to be doing uh and honestly just up until chad was like the first thing i've done in a while that i really really love chad is so different so funny. It's something, another one that I've never seen, but I've just watched a trailer three mm. times. Yeah. Hilarious. It's so funny. I don't even know how to describe that one either. I it's it's <laughs> great. Like, I I had a really bad breaking character problem on the mic because everybody was so funny. Um, So I'd laugh all the time in the middle of takes, and they would hate it. They'd be like, why are you laughing? Stop laughing. We're, <laughs> we're making a show here. This is costing money. Yeah, we're <laughs> professionals. Every <laughs> laugh, this amount of money. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then I got really good at not breaking, and then all of a sudden I'm on this show, Chad, which is a really, really funny show with amazing people, and I'm breaking again over and over and over again. Uh, it's a great show. It's about um, this 14-year-old boy played by Nassim Badrad from SNL um, who's just navigating his way through high school and his own culture and, you know, really wanting to be popular and wanting to be loved by everybody. Just by that alone. It's like, it's, genius. It's so funny. Uh, and she created the show she's one of the showrunners uh producer she does it all she's amazing and then you're in there and then i'm in there i play this kid reed that she's like madly in love with and just wants to be best friends with um and this is new for me too is because i'm always when i'm acting i'm always playing um like the the initiator if that makes sense like chip 
kind of just by what he was saying was creating his own storylines and mm-hmm. saying something ridiculous and everybody else reacts to what he's saying. This is a show where um, I have to be playing defense and I have to work on my reacting and like learn how to be funny by reacting well rather than um, saying something funny all the time. How, how does that change your process? Um, it just means I need to be 100% focused all the time and ready for anything because she... She, she's her. She's, you know, she's improving all the time. She's writing new shit every five minutes. So are you in character from the second you step onto set and the, to the second you leave? Um, no. I mean, it, that, that's something I worked on now after, like, I was breaking a couple times. And I was breaking a lot. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta be way more serious and take a way different approach to this. Um, and I just have to be on edge and I have to just convince myself. I never thought I'd have to do this. I just have to convince myself that I'm, you know, this kid Reed. You know, and there's this really weird, awkward kid who's in love with me. You know, I just have to deal with this. So uh, who is Reed? He's just, he's like another version of me. I mean, he's me if... It, I, I don't know. I mean, he's just... He's a... I don't want to... I don't want to say that now because it's going to sound wrong, but he's like a really cool kid who's in like the popular clique. And all Chad wants is to be popular. And by doing that, he's in with Reed. He wants to be in with Reed. Um... I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's much more to it. Just haven't, you know, dived into that yet. So, when does that show officially come out? I don't know. TBD. It's gonna be on TBS, and uh, we should put another link to that trailer in the description because it's so good. So many links down there. Yeah, so many links. They're, they're, I'm telling you, they're all worth watching. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying it's gonna be there if it wasn't worth watching. Thank you. Promise. Thank you. What is this? Are you gonna play Mozart? Is that real? <laughs> yeah. You kind of look like Mozart. Thank you. When I read that originally, and then I was like, what the. But I, you yeah. know, thanks. Uh, like the piano guy. Yeah, the piano guy. <laughs> um, the other Mozart. <laughs> I mean, it could be a cool kid name. Oh yeah, I'm gonna name my kid Amadeus what? or Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's unique and artsy. Yeah, 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 it's new. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, it, it's I, I don't I don't know too much about it, uh, about the show in general. It's uh, I know Paul Shear something to do with it. And and I was told I don't I don't know like the Russo brothers have something to do with it, which is kind of cool. It's about an iPod, from what I read. Yeah, and like each episode, I think you know they go to different periods of time with like a legendary musician, and they spend time with that musician to like help their own music. I believe I, I haven't seen all that. I haven't read Can any of the other scripts. Can you do your Mozart voice? This is it. What? This is it. I when I got there, I was like, hey, I said this was super last minute. I'm so sorry. How do you want me to talk? How do you want me to act? Yeah, like old English or something is what I'm expecting. Yeah. And our writer was like, oh, dude, just be you. And I was like, oh, tight. It's basically if Mozart was Jordan Belfort. This is another thing that was so amazing. I was so happy to do this. It was like, it's like a crackhead Mozart. And uh, it's the funniest show that I've been on in a really long time, obviously, besides, besides Chad. It's so great. Wow. Um, and the other two actors in it are really funny, too. Um, Have you shot it? Yeah, I shot it a couple months ago, and I had, you know, the makeup and the wig, and I had heels on. Oh, wow. Yeah. It it was a lot. It was so cool. How'd the heels feel? Terrible. The first two days, Uh. third day, Mm -hmm. I'm killing it. I wear heels every damn you day. Get, you get it. By day three, I thrive. (laughs) By day three. The confidence sets in. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Wow. Yeah. Mozart. It was I really, great. I really see it. I got to do uh, Coke, <laughs> fake Coke on the show. <laughs> that was cool. I got to smoke uh, opium. 
and uh, do all those fun things. Got to do a lot of fake drugs on the set. I mean, if we're being honest, I would rather watch crackhead Mozart than regular than Mozart. Of course. Of course. 100%. Way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was to, a really fun show. Do you have to study Mozart before? I, I, I found out I was officially doing it like two days before, so... I went to go watch the movie Amadeus, and I just never got around to it. And I felt like, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be so unprepared. This sucks. I was ready to apologize to everybody when I got on set. I'm like, I don't know why you picked me. Uh, but, then I, but then I got there, and they're like, no, just do you. Be you. And I'm like, great. They're like, this is like Amadeus, or this is, uh, you know, Mozart if he was like Justin Bieber three years ago mixed with like Jordan <laughs> Belfort. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's do it. Scroll Wheel of Time is the name I saw online. Yes. So, yes. Coming soon. Coming soon. Wow. You have a lot going on, man. You should be very, very proud. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. For a while, I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't working as much as I wanted to be. And then all it took was, you know, a couple shows to do that brought me right back up on my feet. It was awesome. And this movie, I'm telling you, this movie's going to be big. It's going to be cool. How was Syracuse? Great. <laughs> I'd love Syracuse. It's awesome. Yeah? You like the mall? Love the mall. That's a great mall up there. Don't you bash the mall. I'm not bashing anybody, anything. Love Syracuse. Favorite thing to do in Syracuse? Mm. I'm on the radio in Syracuse. There's Come what, on, give them something. There's so much. <laughs> um, Syracuse University? Dinosaur barbecue. Good answer. Yeah. It's a, it's a good cast, though. If you're stuck in Syracuse, it seems like oh, good yeah. people to hang out with. Yeah, no, we were fine. We were all chilling. Hey, Pete, you had Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> John Cryer. Oh, he's the best. What do you learn from him? I didn't, I didn't get to, get to uh, you know, I didn't get to work with him, but I was on set with him. And, I, I, I mean, this was the first time where I was on set and I would stay after I was done working to watch everybody else. Um, and what I learned from John Cryer is, oh, my God, he's so much better than all of us. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's a seasoned vet. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, he, he was on Two and a Half Men for however Ever. long. Forever. But talk about, like, having, getting so into, like, a way of doing something yeah. and then breaking out of it. I mean, he had a lot of great roles post Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and he's playing Lex Luthor in, yeah. in Supergirl or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I just realized it. I mean, obviously on set I realized it, but... I realized this a lot. I, I watched it again yesterday at a screening, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, John Cryer's amazing. You can't even put it into words. If you just watch him, you're like, oh, my God, he's not even acting. And he's obviously acting. But you're like, oh, my God, this guy's not acting. He's amazing. It's everything he does, his hand movements, you know, his, fa his face. It's great. He's a real dad. Real dad. Final thoughts, everybody? Final thoughts. What well, do we think? I just know nothing about movies. Okay. So, like, <laughs> you got your sister apart. Does, yes. like, Pete just get Machine Gun Kelly in there because they're good friends? Is that how a lot of the stuff works? Doesn't uh, Machine Gun Kelly act outside of this movie? He's yeah, he's done a lot of acting. But I know if Pete was like, hey, I want, you know, him in the movie. I don't know how that came about. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they were talking about it big, hey, it'd be great to get my, you know, my best friend in here, you know? Is it is it ever though like is it hard to act with your friends because you it's it's like people you make jokes with and um it depends what friend yeah see I met Griffin acting you okay. know so for us it's really easy and it's just the second we're together it's go time um but you know any of my other friends who's been like my best friend for five years then we get on screen it would probably be pretty hard to act with them you know mm -hmm. it'd be really hard not to laugh 
no matter what the situation. Yeah, I feel like I couldn't take my friends seriously if they were trying to play a character. Oh, definitely not. Like well, it. good thing they're professionals. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is this? You're going to work with, you want to work with Noah Centineo? Centineo? I've known Noah for a really long time. We, uh, I mean, I, we both came to LA around the same time, and his last name is my aunt's last name. So we bonded over that when we were younger. Are we cousins? Maybe. Maybe, possibly cousins. Ancestry.com, hello. I know. Never used it. I'm scared to go on it. I don't, I don't want to go on it. I'd rather it be unknown. I can't. <laughs> Let's keep it a mystery. Let's, let's keep it a mystery. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe there's a vibe there. Maybe there's a movie. Maybe the yeah. next uh, to all the boys. Maybe. He, he's a great actor, you know. I mean, right now he's, he's doing... Uh, he's doing those movies, but I, I, you know, I could see him do like amazing dramas in the future. You know, just sitting down having a conversation with him, I can tell he's an amazing actor, and he's he's obviously great in those movies. But he, uh, I want to see him do something like crazy. And, and there is no competition there because you can't look at him and be like, we'd play the same roles. Maybe because no, he's seven foot five yeah. and <laughs> and twenty three and you know a three eleven and seventeen. <laughs> That's it? 311? 3-11. Oh. We'll keep it there. 311. Today's March 11th. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. That's a sign. That is. Big that, time. It's pretty weird. Um, Big Time Adolescence. That is the movie. It is on Hulu. As of the 20th, 13th, it's going to be in theaters. Yeah. What a great time to be be alive. So The nice. fact that you can have the theater release and a week later it's going to be available for streaming. It's so cool. That's the dream. Yes. They did that with Irishman. Which, by the way, I saw Irishman four times. What? Yeah. Dude, that's like 24 hours of watching That's movies. almost 24 hours of watching that movie. Hold on. Yeah. So, obviously, you're into movies. Love uh, movies. What are you watching for first time out? So, I went to the theater to watch it the first time with my dad and, you know, our, our cousins. And, uh, you know, my dad grew up in Brooklyn in the 60s, 70s, you know. So, like, he understands that whole thing. Yeah. Um... And that's our thing. We, like, watch mob movies together and watch mob stuff together. We bond over it. And we saw it. And the first time I watched it, uh, I was sick. And, like, I was, like, throwing up in the theater and had to go to the bathroom really bad. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Couldn't focus. Bad headache. Went really late. And uh, my friend texted me. He's like, hey, did you see The Irishman? And I said, yeah. I liked it. And he was like, no, no, no. You need to love it. We're going tonight. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So we watched it again. Loved it. Okay. I thought it was amazing. New appreciation without the fog of vomit. Yes, without the vomit, without the headache, without all the gross stuff going on. Watched it again, loved it. And I think every movie needs to be seen twice. And the first part didn't count. So you go again. So I go again. Loved it even more. Saw a bunch of stuff I didn't see you know, before that. And then I watched it again when I was home with my family. And loved it even more. It's my favorite movie right now. Are you now. watching to learn? Are you watching out of enjoyment? Because at this Wha point, you know what's coming next. Yeah, watching to learn, uh, you know, as an actor and, you know, hopefully future filmmaker and, you know, all that stuff. Watching Martin Scorsese's stuff top to bottom over and over and over again. Oh, my God. He's amazing. It's Who crazy. knew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like, Robert De Niro is insane in that movie. And Joe Pesci. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how amazing Joe Pesci was the first time. Watched it the second time. I was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> and then by the fourth time, I was like, he's the star of this movie. You know? What did you think of the effects? It bothered me a lot the first time. Um, by the second time and third time, I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. The fourth time, I just, I didn't even notice. 
How do you what, like? What makes a good movie to you? Uh, an honest movie, um, to me. Like, obviously, if it's not like a like a stupid comedy, yeah. Like, if it's like an actual movie, movie, it needs to be honest and real. Do you want to get lost in it? Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. You know, I want to see like nuances. I want to see things that you don't see in anything else. You know, I don't want to watch a scene and be like, oh, he's doing what, you know, De Niro did in Raging Bull. <laughs> you know, like, I want to see something different and good. Um, that's what makes a good movie to me. Is it harder to watch movies now that you've worked on set of them? Uh, it's 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 hard to watch comedies. Because, because that's what you really Yeah, a lot of people don't realize in. that a lot of the comedies that are out are really not funny. And we're just, like, programmed <laughs> to be like, oh, this is hilarious. No, but it's true, because real talk, like, no matter what set you, you work on, like, mm. especially, like, a comedy TV show, everybody mm. on set is laughing at the dumbest, like, tiniest little thing. Yeah. They're amping each other up. Right. And then the laugh track goes in there. Yeah, right. And it just, it, like, when you hear the laugh track, you're like, oh, this is funny. I need to be laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I must join <laughs> them now. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the, I, I don't really watch TV. I think the funniest show on TV now and for the last like 15 years has been Curb. Mm. That's my favorite show. Of course. Um, but other than that, I don't, I can't name, you know, a bunch of funny shows. Is improv something you like to do? Um, it's something I like to do. I try not to do it if I'm working with really great material because then it's like, why am I improving? There's no need for me to be improving right now. Like on Chad. I don't improv because the material they give is so good. I never improved on the mic because the material was so good. Yeah. Um, but it, it depends. Like on big time, the material was great, but we had a lot of stuff to play with. Yeah. So me, Griffin, and Jason would sit in a room and be like, hey, let's like reconstruct the scene a little bit. You guys have fun. Figure out what you want to do. It'd be like, great. So there's a, scene, there's a scene with me, Brielle, and Griffin that we came up with on the spot like five minutes beforehand we went into it. There, there was less improv. I mean, there was improv, but more so like we we reconstructed what we were doing right before we did it. That's cool. And then went into it. Um, you know, so there's a bunch of scenes in the movie that me, Griffin, and Jason just sat down and kind of like rewrote a, a, around a little bit and uh, just went into it and did it. And that's in the final product. That's... Did you say that's your favorite scene from the movie? Uh, no. No, 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 no. There's this scene with Griffin in the movie... Um, you know, it's really cool. He's just underwater, and they play really great music. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Um, and when people see it, they'll know the scene. They're like, oh, it's my favorite part, too. <laughs> really big, cool. Big time adolescence. Yeah, buddy. Watch it. Watch it. Do you want to do a show like Curb, all improv? Can you oh, handle yeah. it with your oh, experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to. It's. I was supposed to do Curb a couple years ago, and it fell through because of, like, scheduling stuff. Uh, but my dream is to work on Curb. How was that audition? <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I was in the audition room. It was, uh, I was, I was actually kind of nervous for this. I've never been nervous for anything other than this in the big time audition. What do they give you? Nothing. Yeah. That, uh, is that why you're nervous? Uh, no, I was more so just anxious at the situation I was in that I'm sitting in a room with, you know, my favorite writer <laughs> of all time. Larry uh, David. Larry David. It was the best. And, uh, you know, I went in. It's him, a bunch of producers, and Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland was like, all right, you guys are at a dinner table. And uh, your mom gets up to leave, and now you're with Larry. I'm like, cool. So then we improv for, like, 25 minutes. And then he was like, cool, that's it. You're done. 
And I was like, oh, great. Nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the next day I, I, I had booked it, but I couldn't do it. I was Something with the Mick was happening. And, Can know. I ask which episode? <sighs> it was last season. It was the one with, uh... oh, God. I I I, I would I would have played his girl his then girlfriend's at the time's kid. kid. Yeah. I know that episode. Yeah yeah yeah. I don't I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it, it would have been really funny. Um, and unfortunately, it just fell through. That's cool. Yeah. That's sort of that th- that type of storytelling is I don't know. It's really different. Very impressive. Yeah. Right. To be able to create a whole episode around improv and just right before a scene, be like, all right, we're talking about this now, and then still be able to tie everything together yeah. from the top to the bottom. I'm I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't know because I've never worked Stories on the show. Stories are plotted out based on. I've watched his interviews obsessively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a ton of Larry David talking at like at length on it, but yeah. like, right. There's a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very impressive to me. Oh. That's more impressive to me than like writing a whole script and having it tie in. Yeah. That's wild. Because it's complete and total confidence and comfort in your character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're just so... The universe is just so natural. Yeah. Sick. It's insane. Thoughts? No. Thoughts? I have one last question. Sure. I saw something about this alien show that you were supposed to have a part on for, like, a family of aliens that are in middle America. Solar Opposites. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty it's cool. It's a cartoon, right? Yeah. So you're uh, doing voiceover. Yeah, I... I I don't want to get it wrong. I believe it's the people from Rick and Morty. Mm. And uh, I, I think uh, there's some Mick writers on there. I was told. I don't want to be wrong, but I heard that Matt and Dan Libman are on that show and they worked on the Mick. And uh, it's really funny. Uh, I'm really excited for that, just as a show in general. It's awesome. So do you have like a reoccurring like character? Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. There's a bunch of them. I do a couple different voices on there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but that, that's a really fun show. How different is that from just doing like the Mick or doing a movie? Uh, it, it's so different. Um, when I was younger, I didn't realize how important it was to be different in everything you do, which I'm learning now. Diversify. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's just like one of the. It's just like another thing where I have to be a completely different person than you know what I was doing the last time, or at least like a different version of myself. You know. So you can relate to an alien. I can relate to an it's alien. Another version of you. Yeah. Okay. I, I can relate. I can relate to about everybody. Is that a talent? I think so. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, you can find yourself in everybody. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> That's all you need. Just a little dash. Just give me, give me a little seed. I'll turn little, it into a tree. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do have a question. Since you love movies so much, how yes. do you feel about what Martin Scorsese had to say about like superhero films? You remember when he said that? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Superhero movies are great. I would love to do one, but I know what he means by you know. I understand what he's saying, but I would love to do a superhero movie. I would love to be Spider-Man one day, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah, totally. Why not? What about, is, well, is live action Peter Pan 2 on the nose <laughs> due to that Geico commercial? I would love to. He's so great. <laughs> Reprise your role? Yeah. I would love to do something like that. Like, to me, characters that are, like, really messed up versions of the originals are so funny. And always have been. Let's do a a crackhead Peter Pan. Pitch it up. All right. Pitch it up. We'll write it. Give me uh, 13 years. <laughs> Getting in this theme of crackhead roles now. Yeah. Crackhead that's, Mozart. That's crackhead my... Uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. It's my trademark. There's, <laughs> there's a recurring theme in here. You're yes. trying to develop a brand and we're here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Thomas Barbuska. Did you get your answer to your last yeah, yeah, question? Yeah. Kind you? of. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love superhero movies, and I love Martin Scorsese. Beautiful. Big time adolescence. Watch it. Watch it. Thomas, thanks for hanging, man. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you deeply. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. You're awesome. Hey, beautiful human, thanks for watching our full interview, but I get it. Like, a full interview is a lot. So we got a clips channel. We don't expect you to watch the full thing anymore, so we just gave you the highlights. Please subscribe and uh, notifications and all that stuff. Okay, cool. I love you.